how storytelling was used to defeat the Nazis in World War II. I'm Samuel Donner. This podcast is Finding Founders, and you are listening to our mini-series, Founder Wisdom. And this series will answer that question by distilling advice from our founders in the books or courses they recommend, and then we'll show you how we are applying that knowledge ourselves. I'd like to introduce you to Dennis. My name's Dennis Morrison. I'm a business storyteller. Just a little bit more about Dennis Morrison. So he's been in the film and TV for over 30 years, and he's just taught people how to use marketing and video strategies to like build their audiences. And as a business mentor, he believes storytelling is like any other skill, but it can help guide you to exactly what you want to do in life. And I want to tell a little story about something that I feel like makes storytelling tangible. Because I feel like storytelling can seem like this nebulous idea that, you know, maybe we can't grasp, but it actually has on the ground application and it actually had on the ground application in September of 1942 during World War II. There was this unit just dedicated to deception operations and basically the concealment of men and military hardware. And they had a time crunch. So they only had 28 days to create a fully fictional army that would make the access forces think, oh shit, like maybe we shouldn't mess with those guys. They have a huge army. And this, what was known as the ghost army. And what they had to create this ghost army wasn't just like military men. It was architects, designers, advertising creatives, artists, and regular soldiers, and engineers. My first question to you on this, just painting this picture is, how do you think having multiple disciplines helps in crafting a believable story? Um, well, I think the interesting thing is they brought creatives and artists in. And just being a creative and an artist means you can envision something that doesn't exist even. You can create worlds. And I think that's really important. Some people find that a bit challenging. It shows the power of collaboration to realize a vision that's bigger than you. Exactly. And like in terms of this collaboration, it actually went really well. So they staged two dozen missions from 1944 to 1945 in order to trick the Nazi troops. And they used all sorts of technology from inflatable life-size tanks to phony insignia, soundscapes, fake radio transmissions. They really tried to sell it. Basically, like these students played a major role in the creation of these illusions, and they were able to combat the Nazi army with just blow up ticks. <laughs> and so I, I want to know, like in terms of storytelling, obviously, this is a, a story that was told to the Nazis to appear bigger than you are to make people fearful. There's this whole fake it till you make it argument in entrepreneurship. And I'm wondering the validity of that, because it seems like it seems like there's some parallels between this story and maybe that puffing your chest out a little bit. So I would say the whole idea of fake it till you make it, people who have been faking it and not making it realize it doesn't kind of work, does it? I think people now want to realize that you're a real human. There's two extremes. Those who say, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, and they ain't done jackal, yeah? And those who've done some really interesting things like, mm, well, you know, I could have been better. I'd say if you're coming from the creative side, you, you, you might hinge to the side of not appreciating your brilliance as much as you should do. We, we hear the whole idea of Ira Glass and how he says, yes, you're not going to be very good when you start. And some people find that empowering, but others find that like, well, when will I get good enough? 
Do I always have to be struggling to get past that gap? And I'd say, you know what? You get better just by doing it. I think one of the things is when we do something and when we completed it, we can easily criticize it. Now, that's a great point, place to be. What's not a great place to be is you're criticizing something before you've even started or you've just started a few steps. You go, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't bother. Now, that is the most dangerous thing. And then you look at those who fake it till you make it and you think even more so, am I worthy? And I say, yes, you are. Because often those who are talking themselves up like they are the big shots maybe can't do as much as you can. Quite a lot we see people who are saying they are the best thing since sliced bread and people believe them. People listen to them, not you. So we got that, we're in that dichotomy is what shall we do? And how can I be my honest, authentic self? When I say authentic, I don't mean being different, just being who you are compared to seeing someone who is saying that they're the best thing since sliced bread and they can do it and bigging their chest up and you feeling that you're not worthy. So I'd say you need to look in the mirror and realize that you can. So remember, when you're telling a story about your business or yourself, you don't necessarily need to be deceptive like the ghost armies. But what you can do is you can add a little bit of drama to make that story that much more interesting and that much more engaging. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate us five stars. Finding Founders is created and hosted by me, Samuel Donner. Adrian Tapia and Maura Lynch edited this episode. See you soon.